Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. We're going to go ahead and jump into our business. How are we doing? How are we doing? We talked heavily last night. Again, right? For 22 nights, some of us might say. And we really dealt with um, dealing with some heavy things. Navigating life's crossroads, career, life decisions, decision-making, resilience. I want to go in further on that. So that will be another one that I will come back on during the year to talk further about um, how to be resilient by having certain strategies in place. God knows we all need that, right? Yeah, stop doubting ourselves, self-doubt that causes us to have issues with decision-making. And then, of course, you know, the big topic is having these regrets that's causing us to have issues with decision-making. We talked about turning regret into growth. That's the magic number, guys, turning regret into growth. We talked about coping with regret, art management, which is um, regret art management, how to turn it around, have a different mindset, the wisdom of regret, the complexity of regret, types of regret. That was one of my favorites when I was studying that. When I studied for this book, I never knew that there were types of regret. I mean, I get that. Some regrets were because of things I did and some regrets were things that I didn't do, but I didn't realize that there were types to regret. Anybody enjoy that section? And then we talked about having strategies for emotionally intelligent decisions. So tonight we're picking up and we're down here turning regret into growth, decision-making resilience. Let me keep pushing my mouse a little bit more. Navigating relationship transitions. I know that was really hard on a lot of couples. We talked about remembering that regret is a complex and deeply personal emotion that can arise from a wide range of life experiences and decisions. And I started giving some, some uh, common examples of regret that people may experience just to kind of trigger your thought process a little bit. Not your memory, but your thought. And we talked about, I think we only got two career choices last night. And then I gave you a scenario. Yes, Ebony's telling me yes. So we talked about career choices. Is there anyone here that has any regret when it comes to your career choice? You can just say yes or put your hand up. You don't have to go into any details. You can save that conversation when you get your coach or on the phone with your coach. But is there anyone that feels that they are suffering regret due because of career choices. Mm -hmm. Three yeses. I see a no. Yes. Yeah. I would love this. We're going to have a, we're going to have to do like a, a circle group. Um, oh, look what I did, Ebony. Hearts just went all over the screen. We're going to have to do a circle group 
um, of group therapy and talk a little bit further about regrets and maybe have different nights and talk about the different types of regrets so that I can actually hear more from y'all because I have been pouring and pouring and pouring and uprooting and uprooting and uprooting. And I want to hear what's coming from this. I want to know, are you just parroting back information or are you really able to process this information and take away with it what you need to do? And the only way you're going to know that is by self-awareness. If your self-awareness is still limiting, then you're not going to be able to use practical application for this work. Hmm. I like the comments. All right. Does anyone have this regret? Is there regret regarding your education? Thank you, Constance. Is there a regret regarding education, regretting choices related to education, such as com such as not completing a degree, move this over, selecting the wrong major or not pursuing further education when desired? Anyone feeling regret over their education choices or avoiding the topic of education or not making a decision at all? Yes. Yes. A lot. Definitely. See, this needs to be talked out. I promise you that if we could get a small group and maybe some of y'all can be over some of these groups. I mean, you have the book and you're just making conversation off the book and we can have some small group nights at the church even because it's space that's available. It doesn't have to be in a church. But if we could do some small group settings and we can really talk about these things, we may be able to help many of us get over this and find where we can grow from this place now. Where can we grow from this place now? Mm-hmm. All right. How about number three? Relationship regret. Anyone have relationship regrets? Be careful how you answer, please, if you're married or with your loved one. And this relationship regret does not have to have anything to do with your current relationship. And it could have everything to do with your relationship with your parents with your children, with your siblings, with your God? Is there anyone that feels they're dealing with some regret regarding relationships? Regretting decisions related to romantic relationships, such as choosing the wrong partner, ending a meaningful relationship, or not addressing relationship issues sooner. Yeah. See a lot of that. That would be a, we probably would do a Friday night, probably three hours in a, in a group therapy circle group talking about this. Are y'all interested in this type of stuff in person where you actually can talk or, or ask the questions and get some direction on it? You may just need healing. Sometimes we have relationship issues because we didn't finish something. We should have finished it. We should have completed it. And some people are dead and gone and we still have relationship issues with them. Go. All right. Charmed Wiki. She's in too. Noemi. Yes. Cell groups. Absolutely. Small group therapy groups. And we can break it into, you know, no more than 12 or 10. Well, Millie, we'll have to bring you in on Zoom. We'll bring you in on the camera where you can see us, hear us, and we can hear you and see you. Would you be interested in that? How about family regrets? Does anyone have family regrets? Regretting choices related to family, 
such as not spending enough time with loved ones, missing important family events, or not being there for family members in times of need. How about family regrets? Do we have any of those? <laughs> I didn't want to forget it. So I wrote that down. Family regrets. I don't know. Is there, is there anyone on here that does not have family regrets? Maybe I should ask this question in the opposite way. Hello, Pastor Maritza. Stick with us. You can go back and replay at the beginning of when we finish in, in the end of January. Thank you very much for letting us know that you're on. Pastor Maritza Ramos, beautiful. You can watch a video a week through the rest of the year. No family regrets, Des? Wow. No family regrets. Wow, I didn't think there was anyone that would say no. <laughs> this is good. See, this is good for my research. Okay. Someone said I'm healed now. Hmm. I just didn't think that even, I wouldn't think that it would be, you know, I don't think that it, I mean it in a where you're sour or there's lack of forgiveness or there's some issues, but I mean, you know, just playing out the relationships different, differently when you were younger. You know, I wish that I knew my parents was going to die when I was only 17, I would have spent more time with them. You know, that could be a regret. And it doesn't mean that it's, I'm ruminating over it, but it, it does mean that, you know, if I could have done that thing better, I would have. Yes, that's right, Raisha. Are you aware that you won tonight, by the way? Family regrets when it comes to time not spent with certain people that I can't get back. That's my point. Yep. We're going to keep moving forward. Charmed Wiki, that just means that it's still there. And you you maybe came to a better place yesterday, but it's still deep-rooted, seeded in the soul. And we're going to keep working until it comes out. Ah, Angela, I get it. I get it. Her parents divorced. She had some regrets. Yeah. Very good. Good job. Good job. How about financial decisions? Does anyone have any regret over financial decisions? Regretting? Financial choices such as poor investments, overspending, accumulating debt, or not saving for the future. Financial decisions. Yes, yes, yes. I see you, Mike. I see all the yeses, the yeses for sure. Good job. How about health and lifestyle regrets? And remember, these are things that we can still fix. We can still turn these into an opportunity for growth. Regretting decisions related to health and lifestyle, such as neglecting exercise, making unhealthy dietary choices, or not taking care of one's physical and mental well-being. 
Yep. Catch it while you can. If you're under 50, catch it while you can. If you're hitting 50, we've got to get this thing together. It starts working against us a lot more as we get older. How about missed opportunities? Number seven. Wow. Missed opportunities. Regretting missed opportunities such as not taking risk, not traveling when the opportunity was available, or not pursuing personal interests and hobbies. Is there anyone here that regrets some missed opportunities? Mm-hmm. Come on in, comments. I see you. Missed opportunities. And imagine if we could talk this out and hear ourselves out and hear others out. We can really leave away, away from a session healed. Traveling more. So archery, is that on your goals? Are you going to start traveling more? Okay. How about parenting? Woo. Number eight, regretting parenting decisions such as not being present for your child's important moments, making mistakes in parenting or not providing the desired support for your children. I had those when I, when I gave my life to the Lord and I began to see all the mistakes I was doing then. Because one of the big things, when you're not in God, you're more selfish. You're more self-centered. Once you allow God to be in you, is the way I should reword it, you are awakened. There's a great level of self-awareness and it shows your laziness, your greediness, your selfishness, your self-centeredness. And I began to see how I put so much responsibilities on this little boy while I was 19 years old. 21 years old and then 25 years old. And, you know, you kind of at that point regret your kids because you want to go and do what everyone else is your age is doing, but you decided to play house. So now the kids have to suffer because you want to catch up with the rest of the world while you thought it was okay to go ahead and make a family when life was not set up for you to do that, or you didn't set your life up to do that. But I thank God um, through conversations and talking to much older women in my life. I've always had older women in my life. I've had conversations with them and I would go to my son and I'd say, you know, I'm sorry when I, I did this. And he first look at me, you know, then after a while he'd say, Ma, just forget it. You didn't do anything. And then after a while he was like, it's okay, mom. But I, I, I went to him and, and I, and I bit the bullet, you know, I think twice he came to me on things that I did. And it was horrible, guys, because every parent wants to believe they tried their best. Every parent believes they gave their best. But what about if your your best isn't, isn't good enough? What about your best really messed someone up still? So your best is something you give and you take a test. But being intentional and raising your children is a completely different thing. 
Carmen Crespo, you need sessions. Either get a therapist, please, or get in some sessions with us. We want to help you with that. And when my son came to me with two things, it was like a punch in the gut. I was first time, the first experience I was embarrassed to hear that he even witnessed anything like that. And then the second thing, I was scared to death that he was even around something like that where something horrible could have happened to him. And it was hard. And um, the first thing I wanted to do, I'm going to be honest, because I noticed that that's what a lot of parents do. I got defensive. I was 17 when I had you. You lucky you alive today. I had food on the table and a roof over your head. And you want to complain about the couple of things that did happen to you. I wanted to be defensive because it hurt me. And when we get hurt, walls go up, defenses arise. And what, what good is that doing him? How is that helping him? And I realized again, it cannot be about me. He needs healing here. So I let him get it out. And then one night, oh my God, I watched, um, Iyanla fixed my life and she was dealing with parents who just was all into themselves and just totally ignored their children and what one of her kids went through and they didn't even know what had happened at all. And um, she jacked those parents up hard. You know, she's a hard life coach. She jacked those parents up harsh. And um, when by the time I got to the end of that show, I called them up. It's like midnight. I called him up and I was like, I'm so sorry. He was like, man, what is going on with you? You all right? I'm like, I just watched this show and it just strung back all these memories. And I'm just so sorry. And he was like, ma, it's good. We good, ma. I made it. You made it. God was with us and we're fine. But, you know, when it comes up, I still want to deal with it. I still want to address it because I don't want anything in my soul that could cause health issues that can attack my brain, that can attack spiritually. I don't want to leave anything in my soul where the enemy can find it and use it against me. If you believe in the spiritual world, the more powerful world that we cannot see, if you can believe in that world, you can best believe that that is an open door. It's like food that is unsettled in your belly and the enemy is able to grab that unsettled food and cause indigestion and cause it to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. So confess, confess to God, confess your faults one to another, not just in an open segment, but with the people that need it. Ebony said, it's time to breathe. Let's take a breather, y'all. Come on, in our nose, out our mouth. Yep, Bianca too. Come on, one more time. In our nose, out our mouth. Yes, Edith, Sylvia, it's okay to cry. Carmen, they're all telling you on Facebook and YouTube, their condolences, they're sorry for your loss of your daughter. Come on, let's do it one more time. In our nose, hold it, out our mouth. Come on, Charmed, breathe with us. Good, Anna. Awesome. How about social and friendships? This was my 2023 and 2024 right here. 2023 and 2024. Social and friendships. Regretting social choices. 
such as losing touch with friends, not making an effort to maintain relationships or making social, I can't pronounce it tonight for some reason, faux pas. And just being friends with people who there's nothing in common with, or you're just the one that's being pulled on all the time, um, unequally yoked. You know, I, I've probably had maybe two good friendships that I could have with people who are not believers as I was a believer. They never had an issue with me being a believer. You know, I could mention God and say things about God and they can say how they thought or how they believed. I never had an issue with friends who were not in God. And usually I met them on the job, right? Um, but the ones who you get with that are in God and don't want to grow, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm walking away this year and I'm not investing in relationships. And I'm, I'm not going to say in the narcissistic way that I see a lot of people on social media saying it. Um, but relationships are important and we can have friendship, but it doesn't mean that we are a group that gets together because I want to be around people that love God. I want to be around people who are pursuing more and learning and knowing about him. Um, I want to be around people who are striving to live holy because living holy is not easy. Some days it seems like, woo, it's easy. Other days it's like, oh my God, this is a testing and a trying of my faith. So I know that I could be stronger because we're, we're as weak as the weakest link. Do you all understand that? So if there's four of us and one is weak, all of us who may be strong are as weak as that one. So I believe it may have something to do with my age, but I'm a lot more pickier at what I want in my social circles. And, um, you know, we can have dinner, we can hang out, but you know, to really be in that social circle, wh what is it? Um, Jesus had the masses, he had a remnant, and then he had what, the four? It was the three of the four that he had. Yes, Kareem. I want to be around people that love God and are honest about their, their, their failures, their vulnerabilities, but not using it as an excuse or crutch or to make laughs about that they thank you, Chris, that they really want to grow in God. That's where I am this year. So it's going to be tricky to maneuver, but it's time. It's time for me to do this. It's time for me to do this. And I pray that y'all do it too. So we talked about missed opportunities. We talked about parenting, social and friendships. How about personal growth? Personal growth, regretting, not taking steps for personal growth and self-improvement. We're doing it now such as not setting and achieving personal goals or not pursuing passions and interest, personal growth. Any regrets there? Especially because you're learning so much in 22 days, right? It has to be, man, I regret that I didn't do this sooner, but I'm glad I'm doing it now. Turn it into personal growth. Turn it into an opportunity. That's right, working on it. This one here can make you feel a lot better because you're doing it now. Personal growth. Number 11, ethical and moral dilemmas, regretting actions or decisions that go against your ethical or moral values. 
such as compromising your principles for personal gain. Mm-hmm. Come on. Woo, if you ever did something just because you want to go along to get along, <coughs> but when you got home and you felt it on the inside, that wasn't you. Why'd you let that happen? Why'd you join into that? Why did you stay in that? Ethical or moral dilemmas. I have that and I get that a lot. I still get it. And I believe that just because the bar is raised high with my relationship with God and he's quick to convict me. Like, why are you in that? Why did you do that? The whole time you had that conversation going on inside of you and you stayed anyway, get out of that. I don't want you, I don't want you hearing that. I don't want you listening to that. I don't want you sitting around that. I don't even want you eating with that. That meaning that conversation. And then, oh, we're not, we got two more to go. Healthcare decisions, regretting healthcare choices, such as delaying medical treatment not seeking a second opinion or not taking preventative measures for health, healthcare decisions. <laughs> and then the last one, travel and adventure. I was looking online today because I know I'm definitely bouncing somewhere soon by February. And then I want a nice, good, long week trip somewhere. And I think I want to go back to Italy. I really enjoyed Italy. And there's so many places there to see. Travel and adventure. Regretting not taking the opportunity to travel, explore new places, or embark on adventurous experiences. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let's go. Mm, Annie, we pray for you, Annie. Please don't leave your health issues on hold. Please, 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 please fit that in. Maybe you can do two appointments at once while you're caretaking. It's important to remember that regrets are a natural part of life and most people will experience them at some point. Regrets can serve as a valuable lesson. Are we called regret a teacher? Remember that? Motivating individuals to make different choices and grow from their experiences. Learning to manage and cope with regrets constructively is essential for personal growth and emotional well-being. Real life scenarios of regret and examples of how individuals have addressed or cope with them will help bring things closer to home for you. We talked about the career regret. Let's look at scenario number two. This person has relationship regret. What is the regret? John, a single man, ended a relationship prematurely due to fear of commitment and some unresolved personal issues. What action did he take? To get rid of this regret after working with a fantastic coach, after seeking therapy to address his personal issues, he reached out to his ex-partner and apologized and expressed his desire to reconcile. They worked through their issues together and rebuilt their relationship. Um, John was lucky because the person was still available. That doesn't always happen, but it will teach a valuable lesson. It's important. Scenario number three health and lifestyle regret. Jane 
neglected her physical health for years, leading to weight gain and declining fitness. What did she do? She sought guidance from a fitness trainer and a nutritionist, gradually adopted a healthier lifestyle and lost weight. She not only improved her physical health, but also gained confidence and vitality. Mm-hmm. See, this brings hope. This brings hope. And I want to read these scenarios to you so you can say, I can do that too. I, I can make that. Those may not be my stories or my examples, but I can turn this into a, a, a growth opportunity. I can turn this into a great outlook for me. Scenario four, missed opportunity regret. This person has a regret of missed opportunity. Alex passed up on the opportunity to travel abroad during college to focus on academics. What's his action? Years later, somebody say years later, he saved up and planned an extended international trip, fulfilling his long held dream of exploring different cultures and expanding his horizons. And you know what was so good with Alex? He believed that that same trip taken when he wanted it, where he thought he missed it. He does not believe that he would have been mature enough to appreciate it and do the right things that he would have enjoyed more long-term if he would have followed that opportunity earlier rather than later. So he also found out that this regret really was a blessing. He felt he was mature when he was able to go and he did the things that were more long lasting versus partying, drunk, sleeping late, missing all the opportunities to do things. So he really appreciated the fact that he did it later. So see some things you may turn around and say, it's not a regret after all. Scenario five, family time regret. Michael consistently prioritized work over spending time with his children missing out on important moments in their lives. How many know and they grow up fast? What was the action that Michael took? He made a conscious effort to rebalance his priorities, spending more quality time with his children, attending their school events and creating cherished memories together. He couldn't go back. Somebody said we can't go back. He couldn't go back. But what he did do, he didn't see uh, what where a lot of us, I believe I would call it a mistake is we would just start changing the action. They just start changing the action and the kids are like, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I don't want to go because they're used to the way you raise them. But what you have to do is you have to tell them that I realize, and, it, and you're teaching them a valuable lesson in life. I realize that I was not spending as much time with y'all as I wanted to. Don't say as much as y'all need. Don't put it on them. Say, I realize that I haven't been spending as much time with you all that I would have wanted to. So if you don't mind, I'd like to start doing that now going forward. I don't care if they're eight years old, get their permission. You know why? Because they're partnering with you instead of you now telling them because you have this newfound revelation that, Everybody's got to change. They may be upset with you still. They may, may feel so abandoned and rejected by you that now they want to punish you for finally having the revelation. But you can go in and disarm them. I realize that I haven't been spending the amount of time with you that I would want to. Is it okay if we do a family vacation once a year? Is it okay if we 
talk to each other every week on the phone. Is it okay if I start being more involved in your life and your children's life? Talk to them about it. They'll be much more welcoming than you trying to demand and insert yourself in their life again. You can turn that family around. I do this in mediation and I love when I see it. I, I weep with the families. I got to get it together, but I weep with the families because God wins. All right. Remember, he said he made a conscious effort to rebalance his priorities, a conscious effort to rebalance his priorities. He's got to fix this, not the kids. And if you are a father that was not in the house with your children um, being raised, don't just come up with this. And now you want to be parent of the of the month. It's not going to work. They're mad. They're hurt. They're angry. They don't know what to do with it. So they turn it into an anger against you or they they want to now reject you. They want to make you feel how they felt. Just take it. It will pass. You're an adult. Just take it. You earned that. You earned that from them because you weren't there. Well, it wasn't my fault. Well, you earned it. Let's leave it at that. If you were in session, we would unravel and unpack how it is your fault. But for the sake of this teaching tonight, just take it. Let them lash out. Let them have their fits and love them through it. Love covers a multitude. Love wins. People don't know what to do when you love them when they're acting foolish. People don't know what to do when you love them when they know that you should be defending and fighting them back. Don't do it. Take it. I deserve it. I wasn't there. I was on the streets. I was um, in college. I was playing sports. I was chasing women. I was um, making a career. I was whatever you were doing. Whatever you were doing. I had this revelation now that I should have spent more time with you. And you can even say, I'm sorry. Oh, dad, it's all right. I'm fine. But they're not. They're not. Even if we want to, we can pretend God didn't make us that way. He didn't make us that way. He made us to have family. So it's in us whether we want it or not. Scenario number six, financial regret. Emily accumulated significant credit card debt due to overspending and impulse purchases. Are you here? Are you here? Come on. Where's the Emily's at? What was the action we created with her? She created a budget, consolidated her debts, and committed to responsible financial management. Over time, she paid off all her debt and improved her financial health. And you know how else she was able to do that? Because her coach is a Christian and taught her how to pray over bills and pray over debt and pray for uh, strategies and insights and prophetically spoke to some of the, um, the lenders and creditors. So we put a nice plan in place. We worked with a good financial coach and then we were led by wisdom and her debt was gone. <laughs> I did it myself. Hallelujah. Example seven, scenario seven, ethical dilemma of regret. What is the regret? Mark compromised his principles at work to please his superiors, leading to ethical conflicts. Anybody been through that? What was his action? He decided to speak up against unethical practices in his workplace. And if necessary, he looked for a new job. 
aligned with his core values. And this courageous step improved his professional integrity and peace of mind. And he didn't have to even take a pay cut. These scenarios demonstrate that it's possible to address regrets. Somebody say it's possible to address regrets. Write it in your notebook. It's possible to address regrets. But you have to actively take proactive steps, seeking personal growth, making amends when appropriate, and aligning one's choices with their values and aspirations. Regrets can serve as catalysts for positive change and personal development when approached with a growth-oriented mindset. The worst side of doing nothing about your regrets, you want to know what that is? The worst side of doing nothing about your regrets is that they can fester and have a detrimental impact on your life in various ways. It doesn't go away by avoidance. The worst side of doing nothing. Can everyone type that in there? Type so that I know you're still on here with me. When I don't see y'all responding, I assume that y'all faked the login and left. Let's do the work. The one that doesn't think they need IE is the one that needs to start with self-awareness. The worst side of doing nothing about your regrets is that they can fester and have a detrimental impact on your life, present and future. These are some of the consequences. If this, if I can share these with you to motivate you to start doing this work, then I'm going to do it. These are some of the negative consequences of not addressing your regrets. <laughs> I can't even say the word. Number one, persistent negative emotions. Unresolved regrets can lead to persistent negative emotions such as sadness, guilt, and frustration. And these emotions can weigh heavily on your mental and emotional well-being. Why when we can eliminate this? You don't have to carry regret. We can help you turn that regret into something else. I promise you. I can't tell you how long it will take because it depends on how pliable and teachable you want to be. But we can turn these regrets around. Why deal with persistent negative emotions when all you have to do is deal with one thing to get rid of three or 30 things that it's affecting in you? Stagnation. Anyone feel stagnant? When you don't take action to address your regrets, you become stuck in a cycle of inaction. Inaction. This can lead to a sense of stagnation and missed opportunities for personal growth and development. Stagnation. Persistent negative emotions. Number three, it can impact your relationships when you keep avoiding these regrets. Regrets related to past actions or decisions can, will, does affect your current relationships. Unresolved regrets may lead to strained relationships, especially if they involve actions that hurt others. Ooh, that's a whole big night right there. That number three, I mean, number, yeah, number three is a whole evening conference. We can do a Friday night alone on that. Number four, it will continue to lead to missed opportunities. Regrets can be a powerful motivator for change. 
You see what the enemy meant for your bad, your evil. God can turn it around for your good, for his good. Missed opportunities. Regrets can be a powerful motivator for change, but not by not addressing them, but by addressing them. You might miss opportunities for positive change and personal development. What else is going to happen if you keep avoiding these regret conversations? Continued unhappiness. Ignoring regrets can perpetuate a feeling of unhappiness and dissatisfaction with your life. This can lead to a lack of fulfillment and a sense that something is missing. Number six, repetition of the mistakes. How many times must I sit with you? A repetition of mistakes. If you don't learn from your regrets, you may be more likely to repeat the same mistakes in the future, leading to a cycle of regretful decision. This is a POMG. That is a promise guaranteed. If you don't handle regrets, there will be a repetition of mistakes because you're not learning from your experiences. You're just going through experiences and experiences. Einstein said it best to continue to do the same thing and expect a different outcome is considered insanity. Why? When you can get help. Health implications, prolonged stress from keeping these regrets and emotional distress resulting from unresolved regrets can have physical and mental health implications, potentially leading to issues such as anxiety and depression. I bet you Dr. Vanessa can tell us tonight, even within her her practice of seeing patients that a lot of people are coming in with anxiety. A lot of people are coming in with anxiety and they're treating the anxiety, which is the fruit, but they're not treating the root of their anxiety. And it's probably a regret. It's always worry, fear, and stress. Remember, that's what anxiety is. Worry, fear, and stress. That's where it's coming from. You get those three, you can attack the anxiety. But there's still a root. What is the root that's causing worry, fear, and or stress that's causing anxiety? Do the work and get off some of these meds. Mm-hmm. Um, regrets over regrets. Well, how, how sick we want to get with this, right? Over time, you may accumulate more regrets related to not addressing previous regrets, creating a compounding effect that makes it more challenging to move forward. Number nine, an impact on your self-esteem. Listen, people of the most high. Can I please tell you that so many things in our lives attacks our self-esteem relationships, poor relationship management, not vetting relationships, the ending of relationships, toxic relationships, divorce, all impact our self-esteem rejections of, um, of employment, being fired, um, overspending, which causes regret, which now impacts your self-esteem. And when your self-esteem is affected by all of these choices or poor choices or lack thereof of choices, when it hits our self-esteem, now we have greater issues because it's hitting ourself. 
the, the authentic you. And now you're not trusting yourself. Unresolved regrets can erode your self-esteem and self-worth as you may feel incapable of making positive changes in your life. And lastly, impact on future choices. Regret can cloud your judgment and influence future decisions in a negative way. They may lead to overly cautious choices or avoidance of new opportunities. How are y'all doing when it comes down to making decisions in your personal, professional, or spiritual life? Is it a thumbs up? Is it 50-50? Is it thumbs down? Where do you stand when it comes to decision-making? Do you trust yourself with all your decisions? Where are you at? On the other hand, addressing regrets can lead to personal growth, emotional healing, improved relationships, and a sense of empowerment. And there's nothing like it. It allows you to learn from your personal experiences and making more informed decisions in the future. While addressing regrets may be challenging, it often leads to a more fulfilling and satisfying life. This chapter served as a comprehensive guide to understanding the interaction of emotions and decision-making, employing emotionally intelligent strategies for choices and managing regrets in a way that promotes personal growth and resilience by interacting, I'm sorry, by integrating emotional intelligence into our decision-making processes, we can make choices that align with our values nurture our well-being and lead to a more fulfilled life. Anybody want to sign up for a more fulfilled life? Anyone want to sign up for a more fulfilled life? Yeah, I see you, Cora. Okay, Chris, I see you. Yeah, come on, let's sign up for a more fulfilled life. So tomorrow is going to be good timing. We're going to be working now intentionally on our personal growth. From all that we learned up to chapter six, we're going to put it into some applicable steps. Hey, Ari, we're going to put it into some, you know, how does, how can a life coach help me with this stuff? I want, I want to be on the cutting edge of explaining life coaching in this generation, in this century that we're in. What's the importance of a life coach? Because people still think it's some quacky stuff. And it's always been something that the rich people had, the higher class people had. And it was never affordable for middle or lower class. So I want to be cutting edge and, and open up the conversations and the doors to understanding how important a life coach can be in your life. Um, so we're going to do it. Some of our own personal growth has some conversations on that. We're going to um, talk about self-doubt triggers. We're going to hit triggers a little bit more before we're done, okay? We're going to talk about how to navigate um, a relationship that may trigger you, and then we're going to chapter eight. So chapter seven is not going to hurt us as much. So you can put your helmet on the side of your desk and your driving gloves and just get your favorite beverage and just chill with me as we go ahead and move into this more fulfilled life. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to this hour with y'all. Can you believe a week from right now, we will be signing off from 30 days of soul detox. Can you believe it? Next Tuesday, right, Eb? Am I right? I got my calendar right? 
Huh? We go to Wednesday? Oh, man, I thought it was Tuesday. All right, you got an extra day out of me. Next Wednesday, then, a week from tomorrow, we'll be signing off on my 30 days. Ooh-wee. What are y'all going to do without me? What was that song? I can't remember that song. How will I live without you? How y'all going to live without me? <laughs> We're not. We're going to have to get back on here every week. That will help, right? Every week, would that help us? All right. It's time to go. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Remember, if you already have your name in the drawing, you're all set. But if you have not put your name in the drawing and you want the self-esteem book and you want the matching notebook, put your name in the drawing tonight. You got to let Ebony know because we're going to draw it as soon as we get on tomorrow. God bless you. Have a good night. Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.